Ox and Hare presents, in association with True Story FM, the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society. Today's adventure, you can give them to the birds and bees. I believe we have a right to be concerned. We are not her mothers. Yes, I remember her mother very well. But in her stead, isn't our job to worry? Goldie has been in that room for days. It has not been days. Uh, It has. We see glimpses of her at mealtimes or when she's gathering more art supplies, and that's it. Back into her room she goes. Which is her choice to make. We gave her the space. She can use it how she chooses. It doesn't bother you? Our Marigold is a woman, and should she need us, we are easy to find. Are you sure this isn't more about our empty nest? (sighs) It has been a little too quiet here for my liking. We were able to help everyone who has showed up on our doorstep, including a former member of the group that's trying to kill us. They are all happy and safe in their new lives. This should be cause for celebration. It just leaves me more time to worry about Goldie. Come away, dear heart. A warm pastry, a hot cup of tea, and a favorite book are waiting for you. Those things include you sitting beside me? Of course. And uh, perhaps before all that has been prepared, we could take a few minutes to... I have it! Have what? Is it catching? Now... Drink this and tell us what you've got. Okay, so you know, oh, that's good. Is that Twinnings? Oh, where was I? Uh, Oh, yes, the thing. You know how I was working with Gertrude before she left? Thick as thieves, you two were. I became concerned that you are developing feelings for her. Oh, ew. Ew. I don't mean ew, she's a girl. I mean, ew, she was recently trying to murder us and like I'd ever smooch someone who hated me. I can see that I should not have been concerned. Please go on. Gertrude told me everything I asked about the rest of the six. Names, locations, and what she knew of their operations. I'd assume due to this great game they play, where they are constantly trying to usurp each other, that such things would be concealed. It is, and it isn't. They're still siblings, and they still like to brag. Plus, she was in charge of moving their stuff around, and she's hella good at note-taking. So you've, what, compiled a compendium of sorts? The Secrets of the Six. No. I mean, yes, I did that, and your title is way better than mine, but that was weeks ago. No, I decided to go one farther. Uh, One farther than what? I don't understand. I think, I hope, no, I know. I figured out how to beat them. Beat them? Which one? All of them. I've come up with a complex, multi-part plan to take down the six, once and for all. Well, don't just stand there staring at me. Say something. I say, where do we begin? How do you feel about robbing a bank? Your money or your life? 
surrender your cash or taste my steel. Look, I know you're just an employee, so if you get a hand over the cash, we can call it good with a minimum of fuss. Cool? Cool. I seem to have gotten very good at this. In addition to the bank money, many of the patrons also gave me the money from their pockets. Cynia, you didn't keep it, did you? Of course not. However, this particular group of patrons seemed like they could spare the change, so I donated to a local orphanage. Hmm. Seems fair. How many more banks do we need to hit, Goldie? I don't think this is going to make a dent in the pocketbooks of millionaires. That's not the point of the operation. Annabelle is the sibling in charge of the group's money. She does all the investments and such. But being that they are so rich, that makes them paranoid. And us stealing their money makes them very, very nervous. Exactly! See, they can't just print all the money they want without me to back it up. Is they use gold? Rhodium, actually. They've got a lot of it, but it's really hard to get. We get that, we cut their financial legs out from under them. So where is it? Everywhere. That's the trouble. Each of the six has their own supply, protected by personal security, and only Annabelle knows where they all are. But that's not the worst part. Which is the worst part? The Abyssal Tomb. Ah, uh, yes. That sounds terrible. Miss Annabelle, if you're not too busy, would you mind stepping in here? This isn't the best time. Of course. I apologize for the interruption, but this is the Duchess de la Chandy. Ah, yes, Duchess. I'd heard you were coming by. I apologize. I planned to greet you personally, but it's been a very hectic morning. I, I was explaining to the Duchess that if she was to entrust their family's crown and scepter to us, it would be very safe. Things in my country have become a bit uh, unstable for the ruling class at the moment, and I want to make sure these are kept out of the hands of the rebel. Of course. Should you decide to entrust us with your country's most precious possessions, they would not simply be placed in one of our bank vaults, but placed in the tomb. I have not heard about this tomb. The abyssal tomb is under a mountain, nearly a mile below the surface. No one can dig into it. There is only one way in or out, and it's patrolled around the clock by rotating squads of soldiers. All totally loyal to the bank and well paid to ensure said loyalty. The door is opened by me and me alone. Anything that goes into the abyssal vault only comes out if I say so. It has never been cracked. Think of the treasures that must lay inside. My love, <laughs> come back to us. You are only playing the role of a bank robber. Ah, yes. Sometimes I fall too deep into my part. Goldie, forgive my doubts, but what we're doing, wouldn't this cause them to move all of their riches into this vault? I have faith in us, but it seems that breaking in there might be a bit beyond our skills. I'm not sure I like knowing this plan piece by piece instead of all at once. Do you trust me? Of course. With our lives, many times over. Then trust that this is also part of the plan. But you are right. We definitely don't want all that rhodium going into the vault. But before that happens, they have to get it there. We make them so nervous, they try to hide their loot. And we steal it from them while it's en route. Oh, Goldie, this is brilliant. Only if it works. 
But we've got a new problem. Hello, brother. Glad to see you. When this much of my money is on the line, where else would I be? How exactly are you getting all this to the tomb? By truck. We've learned our lesson about trusting trains, haven't we, Virgil? Yes, I suppose we have. And I worried they would simply capsize a boat. We're keeping the route secret, along with our time of departure. You are keeping our stashes separate, right? Of course. Six identical trucks, all going to the same place at the same time. But since you control the military, I was hoping you could also provide us with some extra protection. Hmm. We need to keep this quiet. So surrounding them with a full platoon would raise too many eyebrows. Oh, I've got the perfect solution. Now that Annabelle's enlisted her brother, there's no telling what kind of defense they'll be able to muster. We will be ready. What about transportation? Once we have the trucks in our control, what happens next? I've plotted out six different routes. All of them will eventually lead back to Gdansk on the Baltic, where the Canary Current will be waiting. You got in touch with the anti-pirate? How is Tarek these days? Ship shape and ready to kick the six in the teeth. And the drivers? Them? I don't have yet. The vault is under the Owl Mountains, and I haven't spent a lot of time in Poland. I was hoping you might know someone. We could always contact Frau Rokita. No. Is it not time to let bygones be bygones? She knows what she did. Saffron, precious, it was so long ago. You can hardly see the scar anymore. Fine. I'll be the bigger person, but you'll owe me. A debt I am happy to pay. Rokita commands a large force. I'm sure she'll have locals who know the territory. One more thing off the checklist. Wait, I hadn't even considered. What's happening with the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society while we're away? All taken care of. I've asked Mrs. Dumaire to stand in for us while we're away. All our ducklings have left the nest, so I'm sure she's enjoying some quiet alone time. Now let's see. Should I deal with the fire first, or the lunatic who set the place ablaze? Robert Louis Stevenson. Definitely. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Edgar Allan Poe. Oof, never. Not a chance. Why? His writing is magnifique, of course, but to be stuck on an island with him? Oh, so gloomy. Oh, well, then this is a gimme. Jules Verne. Pass. What? Why? He's French! You could finally speak your native language with one of the greatest writers. This much is true. And the man is a national treasure, but is he even aware that women exist? His books travel to the moon, under the sea, to the center of the earth, but he can barely find a female character. In that case, what about Louisa May Alcott? There was a woman to fear. Such presence. You're talking like... Wait. Did you meet... Louisa May Alcott? I did. We shared a bit of an adventure together. How do I not know this story? She swore me to secrecy. 
But with her passing, I suppose I could... Wait until later to tell the tale. I believe that is our convoy. Tease! You have no idea. Hush, you. Masks on. Let's go get paid. Hello, boys. Nice night. Care to dance? Ladies, uh, anything seem odd to you? Sword fighting at night, in the dark, on the back of a moving truck while wearing masks? Nope, seems normal to me. These troops are hardly what I would call elite. Well, the convoy was supposed to be secret, so diverting the best of the best would be noticed. But you're right. These are hardly up to snuff. Check the cargo. This is the right stuff. Pretty sparkles. Then what am I missing? That would be the other shoe. Who are you? Count Blanche. Hmm. Nice to see you haven't forgotten me. Together, ladies. Don't worry, I got this. Good enough! We have to go after her. Zinnia, look. We've come to a fork in the road. The trucks are splitting up. I'll go left, you take right. But Goldie... We'll be fine. She's proved herself time and again. But never against a threat like this. Zinnia, we have to go. See you on the other side. <sighs> Bonne chance, Goldie. Well, well, that was a nice tackle, little girl. Now it's just the two of us. How cozy. Who are you? You mean she's never told you about me? I'm offended. I am carte blanche, the greatest sword wielder in the entire world. Pretty high opinion of yourself, huh? It is well earned. And you must be the newest swashbuckling lady. Fraternité, isn't it? Guess you're not the only one with a rep. I was hoping First Blood would be against a real lady, not their valet. But I suppose appetizers must come before the main course. Then I guess it's time for you to taste my steel. So, what's your deal? Are you asking me how much I'm being paid? No, like your situation. You're good, I can tell, but why are you a stooge for the six? Is it money? Is this your strategy? Try to get me talking about my life as a distraction? Maybe I'm genuinely curious. You're about to die. Why do you care? Well then, how about granting a dying woman's last request? How about this instead? Ouch. <coughs> Ouch. Yeah, well, that was pretty good. But you're avoiding the question. Ugh, nattering child. Money means little to me. Meaning you already have a lot of it. Touché. And touché. That was a nice parry. Thank you. So you're a zealot. You bought what the six are selling, hook, line, and ideology. <laughs> Hardly. My philosophy runs much deeper. And speaking of deeper... Oh, well done. If my clothes had been a little tighter, you'd have gotten me there. Curse your blousing blouse! You were saying something about philosophy? I was, wasn't I? I care little for their mixture of fear and jingoism. I serve a higher authority. God. No, higher. Myself. I intend to be the finest warrior on the face of this earth. 
And I do this by testing myself against the best of the best. Why, thank you. <laughs> oh, darling. Did you think I meant you? And were you under the impression I've actually been trying to win? Uh, I did, and you aren't? <laughs> Not in the slightest. I just wanted to see how well they trained you to know how to beat them better. Sure, right. That's easy for you to claim, but... My sword! <laughs> you were saying? Uh, truth? You'll find no mercy here. I will use your blood to write them a message. Now, do you wish to die on your back as you are or stand on your feet? You're giving me a choice? It was a decent fight. That is the respect I will give a fellow swordswoman. Appreciated. But there's three things you don't know. If this is about the knife in your boot, I'm not concerned. There's two things you don't know. Fine. What? One, during our fight, the tarp on the top of the truck has gotten loose. And the second? I cheat. Huh. No. Ah! I can't believe I actually got to pull the rug out from under someone. Now to recap. I've lost my sword, and I'm hanging off the side of a speeding truck. And now the cloth is ripping. This day has been a real roller coaster. Goldie! Oh, hey, Saffron! How's it going? Slightly better over here on my truck. Could you use a little help? Well, what gives you that idea? Here, grab on. Oh. <sighs> Much better. How did... Goldie, you're bleeding. What? Oh, yeah, j just a scratch. Well, a bunch of scratches. Oh, that one's not a scratch. We need to get you to a doctor. Yeah, fine, great. But I'll live. We've got bigger problems than some blood loss. And her name is Carte Blanche. Season 3, Episode 1, You Can Give Them to the Birds and Bees, was written, directed, and edited by Kyle Olson. Our producer and sound designer is that priceless gem, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Our talent wrangler is the gold standard, Brooke Unverfirth, starring Amy Shaw as Zinnia, Anastasia Plum as Saffron, Kara Gallo as Goldie, Vicky Hall as Annabelle, Brooke Unverfirth as Carte Blanche, Chrissy Lentz as Ursula, and Justin Kent as Virgil. Our theme song is written and performed by Headley Knights, and our interstitial music is Intended Force by Kevin McCloyd. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Ox and Hair so you won't miss the next thrilling adventure. The Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society is an Ox and Hair media production. Old format, new ideas. Hey, Swashbuckling fan. You know, if you were a member, instead of listening to me right now, you'd be hearing a bonus scene. And not only that, but you get episodes a week early. And hear the special miniseries that's running concurrently with season three. Find out how you can become an honorary swashbuckler over at truestory.fm forward slash swashbuckling.